Good morning to you. This is God Talk. I have on my list number 41. This might be Tuesday morning, whenever it is, when you listen. I'm thankful that you take a few minutes to just think about the gospel and truth and Jesus and God and what it means. So what? So we're still a few days after Easter and want to think about what does it mean? So what? So what? Jesus dies, he rises from the grave. Uh, it's not just a magic trick. So what? The famous song says, he's alive, he's alive, and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. The church didn't figure that out so quickly. It took a while to sort of piece it together, and he's a lamb, and, and sins, and this is God dying, so, and he rose from the grave. Gradually, they began to get the idea. This means our sins are gone. The question is, I left you with last uh, time, is that, is it fair? Is it fair for God to let us into heaven, even though I had that one sip of alcohol or someone as a terrorist? I uh, moved from Chicago to California, and I didn't register my car quite uh, quick enough, according to the laws that they're supposed to do. So uh, when I finally did go, she said I was going to have a big fine. And uh, she said, I think you brought it in on this and this date. And she put down a date that would have been legal, but not true. And I didn't quite grasp it, you know, standing through the glass there. I didn't quite get what was happening. But she's trying to let me off. And I got home that night, and I began to think she was trying to lie to help me save that big fine. Is that fair? My car, I didn't follow the law. I broke the policy, and I came in too late. Should they forgive me for that? What about William and Kate living together for four years? Is it fair if God just forgives it? Other people live by the rules and they stay pure and they do their car on time and they get married in the right way. Is it fair if God forgives everybody the same, even if some live better than others? Is it fair if God forgives the guy who killed my father? Is this forgiveness thing fair? Just to know the story, I did go back the next day to the uh, DMV and said, I need to pay whatever the fine is. So just to press this really to sort of the limit, how would you feel if when those Navy SEALs went over to Pakistan and found bin Laden and they put their gun to his head and then all of a sudden the Navy SEAL stops and he said, this is what we could do to you, but I'm a Christian. We're not going to kill you. Let's go. And they take him. They put him on a helicopter. They take him to ground zero in New York and all the families who lost someone are there. And they read to him every single name that died because of his plan and what he and his group did. Then they say to him, you deserve to die. You should be waterboarded every single day for what you did. But we are different. We are not like that. We are going to forgive you. Because the Bible says, our religion says, neither do we condemn you and now go and sin no more. And they let him go. Would that be fair? And I'm sorry, that's really going heavy. Romans 3.26 says God wants to be both just and the justifier. Whatever God does has to be fair. God says if you eat of the trees, you'll surely die. Satan says I got them all out to eat, so they should all surely die. And God takes us all to heaven anyway, and Satan screams, that's not fair, God. And he tells everybody, I told you God wasn't fair. And somehow that cross and the resurrection has to make it all fair. He's alive, I'm forgiven, heaven's gates are open wide. And it has to be fair. It has to be justified. So whether you decide it's because we owe a debt and he paid the price, or he paid off the kidnappers, or he took the whipping, or he gave us blood, whatever theology we come up with has to be fair. I met an old doctor one time, Dr. Mock. 
He was the only doctor in his little town in southern Arizona, almost Mexico, for 50 years. One Friday night, a man was out hunting and got shot in the stomach, high up in the mountain. Had to ride on a horse for hours in the dark to get to him, but he's the community doctor. The intestines were outside of his skin. So he's trying to put them back in and rig up a little IV, and all of a sudden, the IV ran out. He's not going to make it. So all he knows to do is he takes a syringe, takes his own blood, puts it in the IV, and gives it to him. Man came to his house a few weeks later and said, thanks, he saved my life. Jesus gave his blood. Somehow, whatever theology it is there, he's alive and we're forgiven. That's the so what. Next question is, where are the sins now? Are they still in the record books of heaven? You've heard about record books. Are the sins in God's mind? Are they in God's heart? Does he still have the sins even though he's forgiven them? Are they in your credit? Report somewhere or in your visa bill or in the doctor's report or in the school record, someone's diary. This happened to me. Where are our sins right now? Right now. And all I know is this. They are not with God. God has put them, he says in Psalm 103, 12, as far as the east is from the west. Micah 7, 19, into the depths of the sea. Isaiah 35, 17, you put all my sins behind your back. The whole sanctuary service that they had was to make just this one point. The sins are gone. They're not with you. On the cross, in the sanctuary, with God, not with you. He's taken our sins away. Hebrews 9.26. They're gone. It doesn't mean that guilt on sins are things you can just carry around and move around. That's a challenge with metaphor. Someone talked to me in the last the week of prayer I did in the Philippines. He said, where, where, when Jesus bears our burdens, what does it mean? I said, it's talking about metaphors. It's not a backpack of rocks in it. The sins are not sticking with you. You see a basketball player, he messes up. Uh, he gets a point, the other guy gets a point. You can count score that way. But if he makes a mistake, he says, my bad, my fault. Grace means they're not on me anymore. I don't have to bear that guilt anymore. A month ago, I was in terrible traffic. Sabbath afternoon, I'm exhausted. I look down on my cell phone, I look back, and it was too late. The car stopped in front of me, I slammed into it. Oh, no. And you feel terrible. But then I go to my church member who does body work, <laughs> and a week later I pay a couple thousand dollars or whatever, and it's all gone. Those sins are not with me anymore. I don't know where those bumpers went. All I know is they are not with me, and I don't have to care it anymore. My sins are gone. But we go farther. They're not just with me. They're not with God. Isaiah 65, 17. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Jeremiah 31, 34. I will remember their sins no more. That's the so what today. We celebrate Easter and we have a dinner and we, we have an Easter egg hunt or whatever it is you do. But don't forget the bigger meaning. It means he's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. Our sins are gone. They're not with us and they're not with God. They're gone. Hear the gospel today. This is God Talk. We hope you'll come back with us tomorrow. God bless you today.